There is a podcast no one asked for. A podcast you never knew you didn't want. Three beers in. This is the podcast. It's just a beta. Thanks for joining us on Three Beers In. Tonight, we'll be drinking with... Daniel. Uh, and Gabby. From, from the Texas Yeast Lab. Yep, that's us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Driving up to Salado and stopped in to hang out with you guys and drink some beer. All right. Yeah. And tonight, we also have Ross. Clint. Joel's here. Joel's here. <laughs> and... Cutter. There we go. All right, and we're going to start off with... Wait, did I have one? A bottle that I already opened. I stole yours. I think oh, okay. A bottle that I already opened. With a wiener stopper. Wait, oh. no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll go with that. Vinus Stefaner. Is there right. an original, right? Yeah, yeah, the original. This is one of the OG lager yeasts that pretty much all lagers can come from now. Yeah. So kind of a good spot to start. They are. Cool. They do claim to be the oldest, oldest brewery. So, all right. So everybody, if you want. Just crack them open. Go for it. Mine's already open, thanks to Cutter. Hey, hey Cutter, where's yours? I didn't hear yours pop. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got I two. Open, like three of them now. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> so many of them. So you're saying this is an original yeast strain, basically, for kind of like where lagers originate from? Well, so, you know, the for a long time, they made lagers based off of, you know, not really knowing where beer came from so yeast wasn't really a a thing yeah they only yeah. had three ingredients at that time yeah yeah exactly so i mean there are there are older lagers but this one's kind of become the standard lager so carlsberg had a couple strains that they isolated mm-hmm. started handing those out giving them to everybody some of them went to the czech republic or what's now the czech republic bohemia and then others ended up in germany and the german strains have kind of taken over the the whole Lager world. That sounds about yeah. right. Just yeah, like Germans taking over the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I haven't. What I think is pretty cool. It's got brewed under the purity law of fifteen sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. Man, so that's kind of most of your German beers are. So yeah. Yeah. Very few ingredients. Reinhetzkabot. There's a brewery down in San Marcos that does Reinhetzkabot for their beer, Almeyer and Lewis. Oh really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They. Uh, they, they make some really, I mean, they make a lot of lagers, and then they have, I guess, they're really famous for their Bach and their Hefeweizen. Oh, cool. And uh, I think keeping it simple, especially when it comes to German styles, is a really good way of doing it. Yeah. But if you're going to do German styles, you kind of have to do it simple, because that's like, otherwise it's not very Germanic. <laughs> mm. Yeah. No, there's a, there's a lot that goes into, you know, working with grain, and, you know, that that's one thing that... I think we're we're getting more and more exposed to is just the whole process and world that brewing has created where all these steps that these brewers figured out over a thousand years yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it kind of blows your mind when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. If you think about it, I don't know. Right. I don't know yeah. if every if too many people think think about it too much. But no, most people just Google it now. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, and just hope the autocorrect will figure out all the, the German numbers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's. I think that's what I'm searching for. That's perfect. That's right. this, this looks right. 
Google Translate that. <laughs> yeah. Or you end up somewhere you really don't want to. <laughs> well, this is definitely German, but uh, time to move away. Why don't mm. they get another cup? <laughs> <laughs> to relax, I like to shave horses. Oh, God. I didn't know what I was getting into. Yeah. <laughs> it's been fun, guys. Yeah. <laughs> this is where I draw the line. It was, it was yeah. nice. It was, good. Yeah. it was a good five minutes. One sure, third beer in. It's, yeah. good. it's a good start. Yeah. How did you guys so, get into yeast? So, yeah, we both were finishing up school around the same time. Yeah. So we started doing biochemistry at Texas State down yeah. in San Marcos. Eat Go Bobcats. Yeah. Go Bobcats. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, it's definitely an interesting place. But the, the biochemistry department is pretty great. We got a lot of just research experience doing cell culture. She did a little different than what I did. Um, Gabby, you can, I mean, if you want to talk about what you yeah, did. Yeah, uh, what I worked in is um, developing uh, nanomaterials for detection. Yeah, yeah, actually, I was reading that on your website. Yeah, yeah it's uh, really cool stuff. It's a lot of uh, polymer work with uh, organic chemistry and using uh, biological materials and biological polymers to create these devices that can uh, treat and also diagnose cancer yeah. early on. But um, I think what really got us into yeast is uh, I actually asked Dan to teach me how to brew beer and because we were both biochemists and it was a really interesting... Very organic thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, we had, you know, we'd break out cans of malt syrup. Yeah. You know, some of them would go oh, with so hops you, you do the extract? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was, uh, oh shoot, I don't even know. It was, it was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just recently started homebrewing, uh, Clint and I. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. We actually so. have a just standard kit amber uh, sitting in the bottled. pantry right yeah. there. Perhaps. And then a porter sitting in the fridge yeah. uh, out in the garage. Yeah, yeah. I had a little nice. difficulty with that because, uh, I don't know, I had the uh, the US uh, 05 ale yeast. Mm-hmm. Just wouldn't do anything. Really? I don't know. Well, I got the kit from Amazon, so I did, and I didn't check the date on the yeast. Or, and, you, you know, you don't know how they store it or anything yeah. so i don't know but yeah then i went down and uh at the local homebrew supply and i bought some liquid yeast some uh, english ale yeast mm-hmm. some white labs because yeah. uh i wasn't able to get anything from uh texas yeast lab because yeah tough crowd <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. There's actually a roast. That's what we actually like <laughs> That's, you. that's <laughs> great. I that love you being blind. Yeah. So getting back to y'all and how y'all, sure. was, let's circle back around. So y'all were homebrewing and all that. Um, yeah. And then what, y'all started deciding y'all wanted to play with like the yeast, see if you could cultivate different strains, stuff like that? Or Yeah, so both of our jobs kind of involved working with cells in one form or another. Mm-hmm. And so... What we started doing uh, in the meantime when we were brewing is some yeasts were harder to get than others. Sometimes they'd run oh, out yeah. of stock, whatever. Yeah, you have to wait until enough people, you know, want the same yeast to Stuff get it like to that. open the vault. Yeah. 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 So we thought, hey, okay, well, then let's start saving what we have. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we have using... somewhat experience in this. Yeah. So let's go ahead and try it. And so one thing led to another, and then we were sharing it with other people homebrewing. Mm-hmm. And then we started meeting, you know, other brewers and getting out and doing, you know, smaller batches uh, because basically the, the process for making large scale yeast takes a lot of equipment. Yeah. But sharing the yeast and then started becoming, okay, well, let's do some smaller taproom stuff, one barrel, you know, five barrel, and then. One day it came, you know, it stopped being a 
a, a hobby and something we shared. And then, you know, we we're starting to get orders for it and yeah. starting to get more and more things coming back. And, and now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team. Nice. That's really cool. Year and three months later, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, Started at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's still changing every day. It's, uh, you know, the scale increases, the process changes. Right. Yeah. That's so much of beer and brewing. And that's really what you want, you know? You don't want to yeah. want the scale to go down. No. Right? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> We're already <laughs> microbiologists. We don't need to go any smaller. So. Nanobiology. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So yeah, it's that's kind of where we ended up. It's been this kind of organic thing that just developed out of a, a, a hobby, know, really. A hobby. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, it's it's work for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like the the whole do what you love, so you don't have to go to work. I'll do what you love, and you'll never work a day in your life. Trying then, to get those yeast to propagate. Yeah, mm -hmm. but uh, but hell? it's enjoyable work. It's rewarding, so I like it a lot. I mean, mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, it's the it's the curiosity that keeps us going. I think. Yeah, and getting to do stuff like this, and getting to get out and meet people, learn about yeah. an industry. Oh, you're um, you're probably gonna regret that. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's yeah. Like, if this is your first foray into it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We apologize for Joel in advance. <laughs> He's an animal. We can't control him. Yeah. No. Do you guys still brew, or do you? Uh, yeah, we actually. So what's kind of funny is that we actually mash a lot. Yeah. So oh. what we don't do is make well, I guess, yeah, I guess you, <laughs> beer. You have to, you know, you have to give the yeast something to feed on, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. You yep. can't just keep buying uh, some DME or anything, like or some liquid extract. Yeah, right? it's like completely unsustainable. Yeah, and, yeah. And really, you know, there's so much going on with yeast and their genomes and the way they're always changing and adapting, and you gotta keep them in an environment that they're going to be that in they're down gonna the road. like. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> are, they, are they are they easy mutatable or easily mutatable? Is that, is that what it is? Or? Yeah, some strains more than others, but definitely all yeast will mutate and evolve just on the fly. I gotcha. Um, that's part of the the challenge. Right. Right. Yeah. Is, uh, Sometimes I don't. Well, I don't know. I don't propagate too much yeast, obviously, but <laughs> you know, I would think sometimes you'd get. I don't. Know, probably more often than not, you'd get traits that you don't want. But you know, sometimes maybe you know something good will come out of yeah, that so mutation. I guess that's that's a good uh, like in lead, Legion lead into a question. Like, is it is it more trial and error kind of things, or do you have strains that you just try to keep pure? You know what I mean? Yeah. So right now, and really for the first, I mean, we we have done some experimental yeast. Mm -hmm. But what we've done is, at, you know, of course, at first it's trial and error. Right. And we tried to, you know, cut our teeth on our own homebrews, things like that, where we were developing the process and the equipment and, and this and that. But after a while, it really is about repeating. Once you've established that process, there's really no room for variance. The amount of impact mm -hmm. that a yeast has on a beer mm -hmm. is just huge. It's oh, yeah. Dramatic. Yeah, of course. Um, so what we really expect is is... We're successful if people use our product and they're not like, oh, my God, that was so much better or so much worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're really like, that is exactly what I expected. Yeah. Right. So you, you want that yeah. consistency in the yeast strain. So you're yeah. really trying to keep it in the same state that it existed in last year, basically. Yeah, yeah. And we accomplished that through, you know, uh, cryo storage, things like mm -hmm. that. So liquid nitrogen, right. various other storage techniques that... Uh, if you can keep them 
in a certain state, you can keep them going, you know, not indefinitely, but mm. you can get several cultures out of right. something without it changing on you. And okay. then you blow it all away, start over. Yeah. Because so. what, what I've been reading, I'm doing our homebrew, it's like uh, a lot of people will save and reuse their yeasts. And this is something that Clint wanted to bring up as well, I think. But uh, it's slightly different. But they they I've read that up to six, it's pretty good. But and some people go maybe to 10 cycles or whatever you'd call it. But in anything after then, it, it's kind of unusable. Maybe just so much mutation or just... So little of the original yeast is left. It just won't propagate anymore, maybe. Yeah. The, you know, if you think about what beer really is, it's yeast in their own waste. Yeah. At the end yeah. of the day. <laughs> and so, you They're know, living it's... In their own but you don't want too much of that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, as every generation you push it out and every time you stress them out and... Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it changes the way they express their genes. Yeah. Yeast stress, that's, that's another big thing. Yeah. You don't want to get really stressed out because then you get off flavors and then nobody wants that. Well, actually, uh, Jester King might, might want that, but. Sure. Yeah. And there's been a few times where, you know, we'll, we'll play with something, we'll stress something out, we'll throw it in something mm -hmm. that it's just not happy with yeah. because you don't never know what you're going to get. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt anything to freeze it down, bring it back later, you know, see if maybe you did something cool. That's how all of these beers that we drink. Yeah. You know, they, they came from common ancestors. Yeah. What I was reading is the, the Abbey started in like, uh, they had a hop garden in the 748, maybe, I think, AD. Wow. And then, but there wasn't a written record of the, the brewery until the 1100s or something. But then there was a, something that somebody found that's, that dated it back to 1040. But then there's speculation upon that part because they think... That was a forgery written in the 1600s, but nobody's really sure. And the people at the brewery aren't going to say, well, and since it is state owned now, it's not going to, they're not going to say, oh yeah, no, this is forgery. No, they're just going to say, oh, 1040. Yeah. We're the oldest, oldest yeah. brewery. In, in, because there is a Why brewery, not? there is a brewery. I can't remember the name, but they have record of starting at, in like 1050. Mm. So 10 years Posers. later. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's like, well. Yeah. No, we, like we're older. The first, like first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It says it on the label: the world's oldest brewery. So, so. it must be true. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I believe everything I read on labels. Yeah. There you go. Since ten forty. Clint knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> That's how he gets all the flavor profiles. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But you can't on this one. Yeah. The uh, these these beers are you know it, it's funny because we work with Texas breweries only right so really really intense cool. about Texas craft beer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as, as we beer. are, yeah. Yeah. Well, except tonight where we have. Right. And here we are <laughs> drinking we a bunch one. of We like, have one. We're going to get to it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, but there's but really I, no I think, better way. I think making making an exception for the world's oldest brewery. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, to see where maybe everything came oldest. from. And then maybe. followed up with. So. Medellin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. So what flavor notes are we really getting from the yeast in this, yeah, in this beer? Exactly, can yeah. you tell? Can you pick them up? Are you familiar enough with I'm that aspect of it? I'm getting a little elephanty. Elephanty? Elephanty aroma. Yeah, so the, a lot of these... If, if you pour it... I'm getting I'm getting mothballs because <laughs> it's old. Yeah, I probably yeah. should just actually be smelling this beer instead of just, right, just, um, just pounding it out of a bottle. Like, yeah, these flavor notes are really distinct. Uh, we can get glasses on we the do, next one. We do one. have glasses. Yeah, we do have glasses. Yeah, the uh, the lagers do produce a really unique flavor. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of it comes from the fact that, you know, when you make an ale, generally you keep it at 68 degrees Fahrenheit. 
and you let it sit and do its work and then you yeah. cool it down, it goes dormant, sinks to the bottom, beer stops. Right. right? It becomes beer. And yeah. then fermentation is done. Cold crashing, yeah. Yeah. These guys keep working when it's cold. Yeah, because they breed when it's cold. Yeah. They don't ferment at a higher temperature. Well, yeah. which you're you're saying right now. So Sure. Yeah, Ross. <laughs> Sorry. So, so I mean, they they make a lot of ester flavors, uh, ethyl acetate, things like that that we would that we usually associate with fruits. Right. Gotcha. Um, so, uh, pineapples, uh, mangoes, things like that. Banana. Well, berries sometimes. Uh, not cloven, bananas. Cloven, yeah, cloven bananas. <laughs> the yeah. devil's fruit. You know. So, and and that's where the variance comes in in a lot of these lager yeasts. So, what we'll drink later. So this is is what we what they call a Froberg. Lager. There's actually two kinds of lagers that, that developed distinctively on their own. And this one is a more, I guess, forward flavor mm-hmm. lager. Yeah. And its descendants, wherever it ended up, you know, Munich, all sorts of other places. Right, yeah. The U.S. now it's taken over. That's where, you know, these, these flavors that you're tasting here are what you'll pretty much get in one way or another. Do you know if that, if the strain goes to like Vienna style and stuff like that? Or is that the other type of lager. So that's where things are a little weird because the Vienna style kind of disappeared mm-hmm. and uh, went to Mexico. Pretty much. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is why Negro Modelo is kind of going to be the a history cool... of that is pretty cool. I mean, yeah. there's not like a whole lot written about it. Or if you try to look it up, why everybody came to Mexico at that time, you kind of just have to piece it together yourself. Oh, it's mm-hmm. kind of like who it's put... not it's not specifically like this is why all these Austrian breweries came to Mexico during the 1840s. It's uh, kind of like who put fruit in the beer first, Mexico, uh, Mexicans or people from Oregon. It's, uh, yeah. You don't really know, and if it's from Portland, then you're never going to stick fruit in your beer again, yeah. right? No, exactly. Yeah. No. yeah. It's yeah. a <laughs> reference to a previous episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I really need to go back through my deep catalog and, <laughs> and figure out. Yeah, they, they say that a bar in Portland was the first to put an orange in a uh, wit beer. So, oh. Yeah. All right. Or not, yeah. not in the be- but garnish it with an orange. A slice of orange. Now, are you going to argue with somebody from Portland? I, <laughs> I absolutely know. would. And <laughs> you, yes, yeah, you would. I took a stance. <laughs> <laughs> you got to stand up for something in life. Yeah. It's <laughs> great. Yeah. Uh, so that, it's cool. I really, I'm glad we, we got to this one because this is like where it starts yeah. flavor wise. Yeah. You know, it started at Carlsberg really with. Yeah, Louis Pasteur and the mm-hmm. isolation of lager yeast as a thing. Yeah, and that, that I was reading a lot of people can say he wanted pasteurized milk and everything, but no, he he wanted beer. He wanted the beer to last longer. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah, that, and that's not they don't teach you that in, in school. They say, oh no, he's working with milk. Yeah. No, he was something about rabies. Yeah. I don't know. You know, <laughs> vaccines, milk. Yeah. yeah. He wanted to pasteurize the beer. Yeah. 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 That makes more sense because nobody ever thinks of like milk like the it's like I need my milk like the to last long. It's like oh no, beer that beer, makes a lot more sense. Beer Alcohol has, related. Beer has been responsible for a lot of good things. Oh yeah, and a lot of not so good things after the fact that looked good in the first place. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Louis Pasteur, <laughs> world class enabler. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good beer. Yeah, what, is, what does everybody think about it? I like it. I think it, if I had to describe what beer tastes like, that's that's what I would think it would taste like. You say that so <laughs> much. Yeah. With uh, Hellas's and Kolsch's and... Celis. 
So, so I, I say yeah. those are more like Solis? what I would recommend. Solis. 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 Yeah. Yeah. For Solis. Yeah. Uh, Solis? That's where it started. Uh, that, one, that one doesn't uh, check out. But Solis is my least favorite. Those them. like lighter, crisper <sighs> kind of beers. Hellas's and um, Kolsch especially Kolsch's. is what, yeah. 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 And definitely Tillerson's German. It has that distinctive, almost like a shiner taste to it. Yeah, I can they, see that. shiners. That water taste. Yeah. Um, you know, shiner, shiner does have a lager now, though. I saw that. Like the light lager? The the lime one. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh is the lime one a, a lager? Yeah. Goose. Yeah. Salt. Salt. Oh, yeah. Salt. Oh, that's what we talked about last lime week. Lime and salt. Yeah. yeah. Basically the sequench. Yeah. Dogfish head sequench mm-hmm. in gotcha. Texas. I think most of the time those are, those are lager based. They just add salt and stuff yeah. to them. Yeah. You know, these, these lagers take a little while. You, I mean, it depends oh, yeah. on how you do it. But having a base and then working out from that. Is, is how a lot of breweries operate. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Right? Well, we actually talked to Grant Revolver from uh, he's Grant the, Wood from Revolver. Yeah, yeah from Revolver Brewing oh, up okay. in Dallas. Yeah. And Head he brewer. he made you know that's something that has come up in a few different of our talk uh, episodes where we're talking to brewers is um, you know like with IPAs and ales in general you can turn them really fast right yeah. and so what a lot of these microbreweries end up they're one of their biggest challenges is when they want to expand out from like an ipa based business model or uh just an ale based business model and try to do some lagers and stuff like that the time it takes for that lager to go through fermentation and get developed and all that is significantly longer in process so it screws up their business model basically where before they could like turn real quick in a matter of weeks now it takes a couple months you know yeah yeah independence also they just recently started doing loggers because one they didn't have the tank space because that monopolizes that tank for months Mm -hmm. whereas you have all these other ales that you're you're producing and you know you're you're selling them but you got this logger and like that's a hard if you're going to do just accounting just the bottom line it's like well does it really make sense to have this sitting here for months where we have these ales that obviously we're just making more money on so yeah yeah there's there's places particularly half of Eisen's, yeah you can turn those over mm-hmm. fast right yeah um they i mean you can have them kegged up in probably less than two weeks usually i mean Oh, That's really? not even an exaggeration. Yeah, there's plenty of places I know of right now that are turning over Hefe's in less than two weeks. And that's, you know, they're delicious. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not complaining. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, but loggers take time and they and these tanks that brewers use yeah. are very expensive yeah. and very resource intensive. It takes a lot to keep them running and keep them at a perfect stable temperature. Yeah, yeah. plus you have to keep, keep it colder yeast, for a again, logger. Keep the yeast yeah. happy and that kind of thing. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So it's, it's really, you know, people that that take the time to make a lager are definitely taking a bigger risk. Yeah. Places that specialize in it that have done it for, well, I guess almost a thousand years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. You know, that's that's really something. That's dedication sure. to a craft that for easily 700 years you didn't understand what you were doing, but you did it and it made good beer. Yeah. So Back when everything was barrel aged. Makes yeah. me wonder about how uh, how consistent those beers were. Just... Yeah, I'm thinking of Flanders. Stupid sexy Flanders! Where it's like, you're just mixing batches, and maybe mm-hmm. that's what they did. I don't know. Where you're just mixing the old batch with the new. Which, which uh, what, what was it? The stale uh, with the... Well, I guess they, they did that in England with porters and, and stouts and whatnot. And then they created... No, I, I guess it was uh, bitters, because they had the ESBs, and then they had the... 
bitters and then the special bitters. And those were just mixtures of old and new new beers. Yeah. Goozes are like that a lot too. Like yeah. the, the the goose style ales are, you know, a beer that's seven years old mixed yeah. with younger beer that Yeah, that, to get just to get a stable kind of flavor, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the way these lagers are made, I I would assume that there's probably was some variance because really mm-hmm. at the beginning of it all it was big clay pots and hot water (laughs) and you know you would just kind of put it in a cave for a while yeah and be like oh yeah hey that's pretty good drink about three or four of them it's like yep got a good buzz this is good yeah yeah (laughs) we did it again guys everybody pats pats on the back (laughs) yeah see you again tomorrow (laughs) hopefully the wild yeast got in it yeah yeah (laughs) otherwise you you wouldn't ferment exactly Right, because yeah. back then every every yeast was wild, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or they just used the same spoon, which <laughs> right. had, the, had the yeast. Yeah, had the yeast in it. The clay has cracks in it. And yeah, it exactly. Just where, where the, my house. Yeah, the yeast two, just yeah. two beers, one spoon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. <laughs> on yeah. to the uh, on to the next one. Yeah, sure. What's yeah. the one next? Let's uh, let's do the Modelo. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think that's going to be get slowly similar. closer to home. Yeah. yeah, and then go very far away again. Yeah. Can we make the sound of the wrapper? This one has the the nice, yeah. you know, it's nice beer because it's got a gold wrapper on it. That's right. That's some solid oh. marketing right there. Yeah. Oh yeah. This isn't the champagne of beers. This is no, it is not. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna put. You ain't drinking the highlight. So we've got the Negra Modelo, or now known as the Modelo Negra. Oh. Oh look at that. Oh. Yeah, they rebranded it though. On the bottle, it says "New Look, Same Taste." Well, there you go. I'll be the judge of that. I've had one of these fairly recently. Well, it'll just be this beer's gonna be like gold slogger. It's just gonna be like <laughs> gold pieces in the bottom of my beer. We should put gold foil on our yeast bitches. Something. Like, yeah. <laughs> just be your signature. Yeah. Premium Col- yeast. Totally original. There we go. I love the color of this as as loggers go. Oh, it is really yeah. nice. Really dark. Yeah. Oh man. I've always loved the smell. Yeah. Oh, it is really nice. Yeah. It's got really nice like dark malts in it. And- mm-hmm. And then corn and stuff, but you know it's, it's got yeah, it's got a nice sweet smell to it. It is really nice being a uh, you know mass big, market beer. Big beer, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And here we are again, <laughs> craft beer people drinking. Yeah, you but know. you know, but we're drinking history. But, but this is about you know. this is about yeast. Tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. So. And there's something also, to say it, about consistency as well. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Making the, the same from your beer every yeah. yeah, right, yeah. We, I, I admire the hell out of out of these places that are managed to to turn out. What's incredible is when you can make a beer four point two percent for like the Every better time, part of five yeah. decades or something. Oh yeah, that's um, you know. like I, I don't know. You have to have it down. I mean, you have to have scientists on board. Like, yeah, and you have to have every step basically computer controlled, or like, or even before you know they had everything controlled by computers, like people that had that just wired in their brain kind of like that or, yeah yeah or just i don't know i don't know i'm just just making stuff up so this this yeast strain uh similar lineage to the yep there it is i can't say the name of the beer <laughs> wiener stopper wiener, wiener stopper, stopper. <laughs> yeah uh you know all so so it's kind of i wasn't able to like find any information about if it's exactly if we're sure that it's from the froberg strain the one that mm-hmm. the, the vine stuffener is made with yeah but you know, it, it shares lineage from Germany, from Austria. Vienna lo- it is a yeah. Vienna lager, technically, isn't like, it? Yeah, or, I, as far as I understand, it's a yeah. Vienna-style lager and kind of kind of an exile in Mexico. Right, right. And, and it shares Just a like, story. Like of, Dos Equis. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or jo- Dos, well, Ambar Dos Equis is yeah. a Vienna lager. Yep. 
And yeah. so it's it's pretty neat because this is, you know, the malts started out pretty dark. Mm -hmm. um, and then as time went on, people figured out how to make lighter and lighter malt. Right. So what made a, a Pilsner a Pilsner was that it was made with Pilsner malt and a particular type of water. Water, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Softer water. Yeah. yeah. And whereas like Munich malt, Vienna malt, mm -hmm. all of those are relatively dark. You know, the I don't know what the originals look like, but now. Right. And, and so you get. They had a lot know, of calcium in their water, though, so they couldn't really make a really light beer. Yeah, light tasting beer for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. So heavier you get flavor. Yeah. So you get these these kind of like heavy, darker malts mm -hmm. that, you know, now have, have ended up across the world because people and yeast have evolved together. Mm -hmm. Kind of like dogs and people. We, yeah, we, sure. yeah. we bring people along with us, we bring yeast along with yeah. us and, and animals, dogs, whatever. Well, some say that the dogs domesticated us. <laughs> Or, yeah. or is that cats? I don't know. Who, who said a, that? Look at Lila. <laughs> dog person. I don't know. Somebody. Idiots. Yeah. No. Um, it's David, your dog. David Letterman that's all I want to say. What about her? Huh? She's domesticated literally everybody that's walking. <laughs> she tries to. Yeah. I watched it happen. <laughs> she, she tries to train people. Yeah. yeah. She's like, no, no, you're not getting this. I'll do it real slowly for you here. This is how it's going to go. Yeah. So one of the things about this beer relative to, let's say, Live Oak's Big Bark, right? Another yeah. Vienna style. Yeah. That one has a stronger sweetness. More fuller. Yeah. I'd, I'd say just more full in general. This is kind of like, you know, just like Budweiser compared to like some other craft I, American beer. American style would, lager. I would say yeah. beer. it's got a bigger front. Bark? No, it's got, a big, it's got a bigger front, but the finish isn't quite as sweet. It's still got yeah. that consistency all the way through. Where this one's got that kind of light front to a, to a sweeter finish. Whereas uh, Oscar Blues, they make a Mexican-style lager, the mm. Burrito. It's like this, but just better. And that's what we're going to find is, you know, we're, when you have brewers that are, that are focused on the craft, the quality, and the flavor, yeah. as opposed to consistency, oh, yeah. you have beers that are I exceptional. Mean, yeah, consistency well, sure, is really important. I'm, I'm but, also sure uh, yeah. that marketing probably comes in and says, you know, you probably need a more mild flavor to appeal to the most variety of people, something like that, you know? Right. I don't that's think why that's what try. craft, craft I, I, drinkers no, are looking for, no, though. That's not but, what yeah, craft no, drinkers, I understand. But I'm saying but, for the mass market, yeah, what you exactly. want to do is you want to build a consistent pro uh, product that's not overpowering and in flavor. And then you get Bud Light. And then you get Bud Light. And then you end up with that, yeah. <laughs> But what these guys have done too is 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 carried a a legacy of yeast in a way, yeah, yeah. you know, and and allowed that to continue beyond what it normally would. So mm -hmm. that's you know that that it's cool. We we take a lot of these things from these big breweries that have created craft beer sure. like it is in the U.S. now, um, which is just awesome. It's another evolution of just how things change over time and and the influences. So yeah, it's it's really kind of cool how how changes in the world have changed and really like yeast are almost more successful than we are because they've managed to like hijack our world yeah and <laughs> there are... we're, we're working for them well i mean they, well, i guess we, they do we, work we definitely us, work for them well, i mean yeah. they, they scratch our backs we try to keep them alive as long as they're useful yeah, yeah. We, we scratch well, their backs as long they get as us possible. drunk i mean yeah. bread and beer you know yeah, yeah. Need them. pretty much the cornerstone of human civilization yeah. was built right. on saccharomyces working yeah. in yeah, one way I mean, or another yeah and uh you know, Ross, would you say bread, they or beard comes from bread too? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Right. Ross, would you say they domesticated your beer? Oh, they domesticated <laughs> us. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is the theory, the the beer theory, that beer basically started civilization because they're okay. 
Okay, what they say is there was a bag of grains and it rained, it got wet, and then it got warm and it fermented. And somebody just said, oh, I'm going to drink this bubbling brown stuff <laughs> here. And then they liked it because it got them drunk. And then it... Then that got associated with I don't know with the, a higher power or something religious because you know it hmm. you know it gives you a euphoric experience and it's kind blood, of like they were like this is the blood of Christ <laughs> well before Christ <laughs> yes when did, Christ is gonna be somebody it's gonna it, be his blood yeah yeah did so. it taste like cloven bananas yeah no I mean <laughs> nature's this is my blood that's the devil's fruit the not devil's, nature's fruit this, this is my body this mayonnaise is my <laughs> well well Christ banana so <laughs> but no wouldn't they have so would they have had beer or wine first no it was beer Beer was first? Yeah, beer was well, first. I mean, yeah. you have to have grapes to have wine. But it wasn't really beer as we know it, but, you know, some ferment. They're dating back to, I think, Phoenicia or maybe it was Babylon. Mm. Um, they had, I can't remember what it was called. There, there's a goddess of beer, and she was basically no. the main goddess. But what they had <laughs> is they just threw bread in a jar with water, and then they let that ferment, and then they drink that. Without filtering or anything, and that was and that that was how they communed with the with the goddess. I see. I can't remember I her like name, but the story should really be something like some hippie equivalent person, you know, back in ancient times. Was well, like, you know, he was a hippie. Yeah, well, they were, water, like, well they were like, they were like, I don't want to actually eat this. He bread. wasn't wearing I shoes. Turn it into a smoothie <laughs> and then drink it. <laughs> oh and yeah, then you got beer. Yeah, yeah. and I, I've read that it's you know it's kind of nasty because you got chunks floating in there and everything. Mm. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, like, it's yeah, natural. It's how yeah. the people in Portland do But then, then kvass came from that, basically, because they just throw rye bread into water, and then they ferment, and it's well, like that. Wealth of knowledge, our Yeah, this is, this is awesome. This is All great. Right. I don't know. I, I just like reading about like, beer. You know, I was thinking about it today. I was like, yeah, I could talk about the genetics of yeast all day, but history. Yeah. Oh, we've got so. that covered. Don't you worry yeah, about that. Yeah, that's great. We're talking about uh, Russian Corsia oh, well, yeah, I guess. And, yeah. <laughs> This is this is good stuff. And uh, apparently, Cutter loves history too, but he never talks about it. But I I know history. Okay. What history? I don't, I don't, <laughs> don't regurgitate it. None Texas of our history. listeners. I don't know Texas history. This We've is covered true. this. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. from Kansas. I'm from Kansas. Oh, okay. Apparently, they don't teach Texas history where I'm from. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> we just why? embarrass you guys anyway. <laughs> Are you, guys, are you guys from here? Or? Uh, I grew up, uh, I was born in El Paso, right, and then I right. grew up in Amarillo. Oh, okay. So, uh, Amarillo, it's a, yeah, so well, sort of my it's sort of, it's mostly Texas. Your hometown yes. is listed as Amarillo on the website, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, me and uh, me and George are both from El Paso, so we had to decide. Yeah, yeah. We flipped yeah. a coin. We flipped a coin. So We, I, we had know. a discussion about what hometown means. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it's... I don't know if I say home. To, I mean, I grew up in Houston, but we moved around a lot until I was in high school. And so that was like four years we stayed in the same place. So I kind of consider that sort of my hometown. Yeah. 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 I was I was born in San Marcos, lived in nope. Lockhart. Nope. Nope. All I, and then my family nope. was from back home. So nope. I moved home when I was four. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. It's all like, and then I before discovered there could, was, I was Even South before West you could talk. State. Southwest Texas State Teachers College? Yeah, no, no, it was, oh, it was, just, it was just Southwest oh. Texas State. I went to Southwest Texas for four days before oh. they changed the name to Texas State. Oh, oh, okay. Alma mater yeah. of LBJ. <laughs> yes, and don't you exactly. forget it. Yeah, exactly. And don't you forget it. It's like, And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go back there. So it's like I moved uh, back 
and George 15 Street. Years yes, ago. And, and George, George Street, Street yeah. yeah. Where were you conceived? Well, talking about oh, old George's. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's did a good you ever question. have a beer at George's? <laughs> no. I did. No. I'm sorry. We did. We did. Yeah, yeah we, we did. Would. Because so, yeah, we were we, like, we can't. Smokehouse? No, it's it's an on-campus bar. Yeah. No, I got it. No, oh, yeah. The, down in the basement yeah. of the student center. Yeah. That's right. Oh. Yes. Yes. That's I did, George's. actually. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. I had no idea what it was called. I ended up down there one day and I was like, wait, you guys have beer? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. We, we didn't believe that they had beer. And we were told. Ended time up about, down there. That doesn't sound there. Really Yeah, there's like story. a Blimpies down there too. Yeah. Like you got to go down past into the depths. Oh, man. Yeah. It's like you go through Blimpies almost to get Always yes. looking for a Blimpies. <laughs> yes. I always absolutely. thought that was just a place to take naps. They had like pillows down <laughs> oh, no, that, there. Yeah. You, you, took the, you took the wrong left. Maybe I did. Yeah, you, you took, took the wrong left. You took the first left. Cutter knows. There was a nap room. Yes, there is a, there's a nap room okay. down there. So, In college, I could smell beer from about a mile away. Just still. Somebody's drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I want to join them. Still does. Someone, yeah, someone say you'd still smell beer. Yeah. 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 Any beer. Cutter's deathbed beer. Delicious. Any beer. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Yeah. But Gabby, you, you say uh, your hometown is listed as Houston? Dayton, Texas. Dayton. Oh, God. Dayton, Texas. It's a... Uh, Goddamn Liberty. Very, yeah, very close to Liberty, yeah, actually. Very small town, probably. Uh, I'd say my hometown is Crosby. Oh, Right yeah. next to Dayton. Yeah. We're actually like football rivals. We were 3A at that 3A, yeah. Yeah. Different and A's. Dayton, Different. I, I think at that point, might have been a 4A school. But so, yeah. How many A's is, is good? Uh, well, five, five is the top. Five. Okay. Yeah. Yep, gotcha. They have 6A now. They do no, have 6A. Do they? Okay. Yeah, they have to yeah. Texas wow. always had 6A. I mean, there's only like always. Schools, you but. always have to do this. <laughs> Don't talk about Kansas on the podcast. 90% People are logging off. <laughs> if, if you have to log on no they've already downloaded it already goes through numbers yeah but they're shutting it off and okay. never going to listen to it yeah. again they actually uninstall their operating system right exactly. now exactly they're just know. like I'm to get, done with computers yeah. <laughs> computers they, are dead to me now yeah. <laughs> Thanks, they, Kansas. They release, yeah, they right. release some nanobots to get rid of the cancer that yeah. is Kansas. I don't know. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, the, so I was thinking about this this beer too. Like one one of the things that's that's different about this than like what what the guys at um, well you were talking about Big Bark, right? Yeah, Big Bark. Yeah. Um, I don't know that beer's mash bill or grain bill, but right. I do know that this beer is actually made with corn. Okay. Well, of course, yeah, and, and it's rice. Cheaper. Most I think likely they call it maize or maize. Yeah. <laughs> So technically, and that's kind of a cool thing that came out of, you know, Mexico, because there was there was a, a beverage that was made by actually like chewing. Yeah. Chewing it corn. and spinning it yeah. into a gourd. I, I want to say it was like a uh, polke. No, uh, I can't remember. Is it mate? Or is that? Mate no, that's like Argentinian. Yeah, that's, that's, that's South American. That's a tea. Chiche. I think it was chiche. chiche yeah. yeah, that sounds right. Well, how know. how important is it to the yeast to chew it? Like, no, mm, yeah, <laughs> they love that. Hey, uh, the next my beer. jaw is sore right now. <laughs> the next beer we're brewing. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we don't need to know what to do in your personal life. <laughs> yeah, it's between me and the yeast. Does do certain yeah. yeast like certain grains better or? Yeah. The, the, so, how much how, how much does that play into a factor? Yeah, that that's that's a big thing is and and there's it's actually a big thing in the uh, in the industry right now is that there are there are certain yeasts that like to chew through like big complex heavy sugars really way after the fact. So they call I, them, I've always heard that you know you you want to mash to get you know those simple sugars because sure, yeah. Because if you put lactose in there that's a complex sugar it's not going to eat through that. Yeah. So, so what we have expected over the last, you know, couple 
uh, I don't know how long we've been making American style beer, but at least the last century is that wow you've you know, been doing it a long time oh yeah <laughs> yeah the the royal we have done this for the last oh, century oh, tony is not here portland yeah. did it the first ah, yes. why you gotta Let ruin it. everything cutter God, damn, that's kansas yeah portland kansas let's get back on track oh did they teach that in kansas history <laughs> yeah oh yeah <laughs> why is there ki- trust me it's all like first it's like, portland can- did it first kansas did it last first yeah. day of kansas history it's a square. <laughs> With a bite taken out of it. Yeah. Last day of Kansas history. It's still it's a square. square. With a bite taken out of it. Yeah. Sorry. This happened. We were talking. Okay. Yeah. So so they we assume that, you know, the yeast will eat the, the glucose, fructose, sucrose, yeah. Yeah. and maltose. Those are the things they normally like to eat. Mm-hmm. Some of them like to eat slightly bigger sugars. They like trisaccharides, three mm-hmm. sugars attached together. Right. But there's there's a big thing going on right now where a lot of the yeast that people are using to produce commercial beer will go dormant, and then they will start producing a uh, a gene down the road as they get more stressed out. They start to realize they're out of yeah. sugar. Oh, they start to get kind of desperate. Know, I yeah, mean, evolving to they don't like think, uh, but you know, they well, yeah, react. they, they yeah, just sure. yeah, like, they react to their yeah. environment. Basically, yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of alcohol. There's no air, and there's yeah. no sugar to eat unless you can break down that the bigger sugar, stuff in the bottle. Yeah, okay. So so it's it's considered like a, a wild type. So mm-hmm. like that's kind of the with the OG yeast right. thing is yeah. to break down molds. You can just Throw them on grain and they'll just eat whatever's there. Yeah, a yeah. wild yeast has appeared. Yeah. I was going to say, is that a Pokemon yeah, type? Exactly. <laughs> so you have to. So so the issue is, is that you know people will assume that when you put a beer in a bottle, it'll stop eating, and it won't. You know, it'll just sit there dormant. What's happening is there is this gene, and and it's a really hard to track down gene. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gene is actually there in a lot of yeasts, but some won't express it. Right. So it just sits there in some, and then in others it'll wake up, and it'll start fermenting again. How do you how do you know which? I mean, I guess are you trying to recessive or yeah? In in a way, so like when we think of traits as like dormant or recessive and dominant, 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 yeah. yeah, So (laughs) thanks. Uh, We we think of that in yeah, way back in terms of humans, but in yeast, it's like it's really can you turn it on or off? Yeah, yeah. And so that's I, the, I can see where it would be uh, like really helpful, but also really like bad. Really, yeah, really bad. Because you think you about beer sitting sweet. on a shelf. Yeah, you want. Yeah, yeah. right. And if you it don't eats, want it to if, change, like well, and if it eats you, all yeah. the complex sugars, you may lose the sweetness that you want. In all your you beer have is or like whatever a, notes you have in the there. Spirit, that are, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other Just part the of it is that's actually really bad too. Is that you know when you are watching yeast ferment, it's producing CO two. Right, your airlock is is going. So Bubbling, inside yeah. of that bottle, there's nowhere for that CO2 to go. Right. So as it sits yeah, on the shelf. Yeah, a bottle bomb. Yeah. Exactly. So, Which is, so, uh, they had problems with that at Blue Owl because they had, they made the professor black and they had to reformulate it because their cans were exploding on shelves. I, yeah. yeah, I don't know about that. Because but I do they, know well, they, that... they put cherries in when they were canning, I guess. And so, you know, that, that oh, produced so simple more sugar. sugar stayed in. And, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah so, so there's companies that lost uh, a very large amount of beer. Getting Using those, that, yeah, the yeast that are yeah. waking up, yeah. Okay. So the the trick is, is that it's really a, a tricky gene to try to track down if it's going to work or not. Yeah. And so you have you know big big production companies, and and what 
what we've done is try to just we we will analyze the genes. So we have you know the way to check if the gene is even there. Yeah. And then watch its behavior, work with it, and then see if it actually can turn on or off. And there's a huge amount of research going on right now wow. with like a lot of like really funded yeah. uh, brain well, I, I, I can understand if like Gee, where's the like funding huge, yeah. like, <laughs> like if this happens like uh, uh, you know Anheuser Busch, I'm yeah. sure they're gonna want to. Oh yeah, they're gonna find out like try to find out overnight. Like sure, let's yeah. not have this happen ever again oh, because because we had. 500,000 barrels just turn into straight alcohol. Exactly. Yeah. So it's really kind of a big deal. And that's where these like, you know, yeast are always in flux. Their, their yeah. genomes are always interacting. They're right. always they're, changing. I mean, it, it, like, I mean we're but, evolving and so are they. So, yeah. yeah. Well, no, although they're ahead. smaller, so they're probably evolving faster. Yeah. Maybe. So you're talking about it's always evolving. So I, I'm trying to think of this in historic, since we're, we, the first one we had is, you know, almost a thousand years old. Does that mean that even though they're trying to make a beer traditionally how it might have tasted back then, even though the yeast is evolving, that it might still taste a lot different, different than what yeah. it did a thousand years ago? Yeah. So with lagers generally, well, with hybrids, so lagers are not true Saccharomyces what? like beer yeast like we know. They're a hybrid between an old school that actually went almost extinct. Mm -hmm. They tracked it down in Patagonia and Tibet. Wow. And hmm. so when they, I guess the running, the running theory is, and I can, I guess I'll just go with this here for yeah. a second. <laughs> yeah. uh, Why the, not? The, the running theory is, is that. You say it enough times and it becomes true. Yeah. So. Uh, that we, they took uh, German brewers were using mm -hmm. Saccharomyces cerevisiae. Yeah. So we make ales with that. And that's a particular species. And then it interacted with this yeast called Saccharomyces eubionis. Hmm. from, well, they found it in Patagonia and Tibet. Right. And the P Tibetan one seems to be the most likely candidate because the Silk Road was moving back and right. forth. Right, right. yeah. Okay. So these barrels of beer maybe went down there, got, you know, infected, I guess, in a way with this eubionis strain. Mm -hmm. Somebody left a spoon. Yeah, somebody <laughs> left a spoon in there. And then it went back up That's to why they Germany. Only spoon. And then somebody put it in a cave. And then it hybridized. Into a lager? And then became yeah. a lager. Yeah. Yeah. So these these strains, these all of these lagers that we're having are not Saccharomyces cerevisiae. Mm. They're their own species. They're they're genetically distinct. And in fact, these this one, the, the vine stefan that we're having, is very, very different from the Pilsner Urkel yeah. genetically that we're going to have. And oh, that okay. happened twice as far as we know right now, is mm -hmm. that it happened twice. Once it happened with the, the Froberg strain. Yeah. And then the other time it happened with the sauce strain, okay. which is like the Bohemian strain. Oh, that's and interesting because when, I mean, sauce, when sauce. I hear sauce, I think, I think sauce hops. Yeah. And which that's is the used region. to make, you know, yeah. Pilsner. So is it possible that this is generational? Like our grandkids could have this beer in 40 years and it'll taste different than what it tastes right now with loggers i'd say it's probably less it's it's much slower okay. so it's possible of course right. anything I mean, can happen i guess, I guess loggers right. do everything slow i mean yeah. they ferment slow right? um and it's more complicated how they interact with each other so mm -hmm. you know usually when you talk about how things interact genetically it's like yeah. if you have a species it can't mate with another species that's the general idea of it but we're talking about a challenge, hybrid challenge accepted. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, oh, you can definitely just, mate. Just, <laughs> just wait. We're just waiting for Clint to get a cat. Oh, oh sure. Wow. Oh no. 
with his, his dog. I mean, you and, can mate all day long. <laughs> yeah. Right. If your offspring's viable, then call up the you know call somebody up and make that. We need to publish that. So just just happens once. Cat That's dog. all it takes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, ask the horse and the donkey how that works. <laughs> ask. Right. Thanks. So yeah, so we, we don't really know, and oh, and it could bad. happen. Yeah. And and what's happening now is there's a really cool thing now that we've discovered this Ubionis out mm-hmm. of out of the the depths of Tibet and you know Patagonia. There are actually people breeding ale yeast yeah. and this Ubionis together wow. to create like new lager strains, which haven't been done in, That's really in a long cool. time. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So it makes it really rare then because there's probably not enough to like spread around to everybody or does it grow in population and we can start... Start using it eventually. Yeah, I mean, eventually, I think that's the idea. That'd cool. be something that we yeah. we we're really interested in, and and down the road when we, you know, get uh, like a the actual ability to step back and be like, okay, let's experiment with something new. Like that's totally on our radar right now. It's yeah. like let's create a you know Texas based lager yeast. That's, oh yeah, that's unique in its own way that you can do all sorts of cool stuff with. Nice, so, but just in Texas. The, um, so we yeah, take Texas, yeah, just in Texas. We can take Texas yeah. and Kansas so and mix. <laughs> yes. No, no, no mixing. Of no, 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 no. We don't mix ever. Can, no, we will keep the Texas yeast pure, and it will be superior to all other yeasts. Yes. <laughs> like come, and, come and take yeast. our yeast. <laughs> come, come and take our yeast. I like it. I like Cutter it. Cutter probably doesn't get that trademark. Right. No, Texas yeast lab, 2018. <laughs> get it in there. Pet yeah, pinning, gotta get it pinning, in there. I'm calling pinning. my lawyer. <laughs> Pet pinning. Um, yeah. There was a there was a brewery and lab years ago, and I can it, it was years ago that I read this, but they were trying or they did bring back a like fossilized yeast or something like that from like prehistoric times. Well, I mean, and they made a beer out of it, but I didn't keep up with the story. I mean, so. Dogfish Head has their specific a specific line that they do. Like they did, like Solomon's beer. I, I, I think I was, or I can't remember what it was called, but it was it was basically the uh, the beer that they brewed during King Solomon's reign. It's mostly honey. I think. It's like more of like a mead, mead but yeah, hmm. but yeah, they they have their. They've got one called? right. They've got one at that I almost brought tonight. Uh, it's the grain bill is fifty one percent of the of the bill. Yeah, the mash bill. Yeah, the other forty nine percent is grape. It's as close to a wine as you can like get. A, yeah. Like a Braggot. Or, yeah. 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 That's that's getting like pretty popular. Yeah. yeah. People are liking to make yeah, a lot of those uh, these days. There's a uh, uh, Strangeland makes a, makes a Braggot. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I actually wanted to try that, but they don't have it at the local store that I go to. So Yeah. It's it's pretty it's a pretty stout. It's a definitely a serious, well, beer Braggot, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's really. I mean, they only, they, when I see things in a bomber, then I know it's serious, mm-hmm. but yeah, which yeah. is that that's only sold in you know the half the liter or the brat or the bomber, whatever. Is it a liter or it's, it's close? Seven fifty, yeah, seven fifty. Yeah. Sorry, most, yeah. most of your bombers are seven fifty. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess what does everybody think of the Negra? I mean, I know we I've had it before. We had it at J- sure. Chances Bachelor Week, and we had a pony keg of it, which we. Didn't you? I don't even think we got halfway through. Did we? <laughs> yeah, pony <laughs> I, I bought it. Yeah. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah, two years. Not not last year, but at I chances. don't even remember that being there. Yeah, I don't think well, you we remember drank, a lot of we that. We drank most weekend. of it the first night and then kind of gave up yeah, next day. Yeah, I just remember vodka pickles. That's all I remember. <laughs> oh, that was good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, drinking this again for 
first time in a while. Yeah, I, I haven't actually probably haven't had it in two years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can definitely get the the whole influence of the heavy grains. Yes. And that it's got, you know, it's got oh, a similar yeah. like what's going on here in this vines. Vine, oh, my God. Yes. The uh, this beer, <laughs> number one. And uh, but it's really, you know, it's it's got its own personality going. I think yeah. the, the corn and the, the whole evolution of it outside of Germany probably changed a lot of how this beer ended up. Yeah. Found a California Polytechnic State University professor, Raul Cano, mm. resurrected a 45 million year old yeast. And, and he made an to, amber ale out of it and decided to make uh, amber ale out of it. Huh. Middle, middle of the road. Very yeah. cool. Wow. I mean, that's what you yeah. get. That's it's what Kurt's making right now. I mean, <laughs> oh, it came out of amber, like out of a mosquito and amber, like Jurassic Park. I think that's just the photo that they're oh, <laughs> because, oh, okay. to make because you it's think old. of that. Yeah. You know, it's forty-five yeah. million years old. Thanks, so. fake news. Yeah, fake news. Though, though, if it were something else and it came out of amber, I'd probably call it an amber ale. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. it makes sense. But yeah. Chris yeah, Brown. very cool. It is the color of your energy. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, always. Yeah, that's really cool. That that definitely be something because you know, I mean, who knows what changes have gone on in in yeast? They're always changing right now, and we're yeah. talking a tiny amount of time. In you know, a thousand years, that's nothing. Or even a hundred years, even a hundred years. Time, yeah, yeah. yeah. forty five million years of them just just hanging out. Yeah, interacting with the environment, getting changed, mutated. It's cool. So you talked about earlier mixing. That some people are mixing them. So are there a lot more hybrids now? Uh, well, so not commercially available yet, but there are a lot of labs making these uh, hybrids between the Eubionis and the Cervasia, the ale mm-hmm. yeast. And eventually, I'm I'm sure they're going to become more commercially available. Hmm. So you know, we'll we'll start to see. Hopefully, what kind of beers do you think they'll make? Cervasia, Cervasus. Yeah, yeah, it. it's from, I got it. it's Latin. Wow. It. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Hey, I'm here, guys. (laughs) I made it. Yeah. You said most likely it came from an ale yeast to a lager yeast. So with those blends going on, would you expect to see more lagers in the future? Or do you think that's more of a business thing that needs to happen? Yeah, I think it's going to be a combination of both. I mean, there's going to, I'm sure that with new strains coming out, there's excitement that come with them. Like, I mean, we're, we're seeing an explosion in New England IPAs. Sure. Uh, All over the place. Yeah. And those are super yeast dependent. You can't just make a New England IPA with uh, like a a lager yeast or anything or or most of of the available uh, strains that you can get. But if you get the right strain, Mm -hmm. that, you know, kicks ass. Yeah. uh, Like uh, I think Omega might make uh, Hetty Topper uses a certain yeast and they were they were pretty much the. The ones that's or they Hetty like, Topper yeah, was. Yeah, the Alchemist was like the yeah, original. Yeah, the Alchemist, yeah. Was, yeah. yeah, and they. Uh, full Metal? Full Metal half, Alchemist. Half yeah. Metal, but, yeah. You know, equivalent trade. but uh, <laughs> Equivalent exchange. There you go. Uh, nerds. Well, I mean, it depends on the dubbed or, so, I don't know. No, no, no. Yeah. Keep going. What were you talking the, about? The guy with a Batman t-shirt says nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I think with a new yeast, there's excitement that comes with it. You know, the, the New England IPAs use a lot of hops. They yeah. use a lot of, you know, they're very, very aggressively yeah. hopped on the Chrysan. Very yes. stop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Beer industry, stop it. Well, I yeah. think the Oasis has in New England. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm they're, sure. They're they have a lot of IPAs. North by Northwest has it. Well, they call it an East Coast IPA. North because by Northwest. Their yeast, like... their yeast flocculated out, so it's not hazy. Oh, okay. Although gotcha. it's still kind of, you know, it's delicious. got that flavor. I think it's even more delicious with mango. 
that but that is not canned. Oh yeah, the mango one wasn't bad. They should call it Austin, Massachusetts for road trip. For road trip uh, because they don't want to call it Boston yes. or New England. They want to call it Austin, got, Massachusetts. I got you. I got you. Anyway, don't so I, was, I was waiting uh, for approval copyright. from Ross. <laughs> we so, get to copyright that name for the beer. Austin, Massachusetts. Yeah. So, but speaking of new strains for our homebrew, I just got a new strain. It's a, a Kawaik, a Norwegian. Yeah. So, and I've been reading all about it, and it's pretty interesting. And it ferments at like ninety degrees without putting off any off flavors. Yeah, or un, unwanted off flavors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's still got you know a lot it's, of esters and fruity taste. Yeah, that doesn't even make sense. It's from Norway, <laughs> right? I know. How yeah. do you how do you ferment at ninety degrees in Norway? Which well, is something that somebody brought up carefully. What yeah, is that? Uh, but I, I was I was sauna. looking at yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah there are there are more saunas than people in Nor. No, I don't know. I don't know if that's true, but it's like a sauna in here. <laughs> anyway, because there was this one guy that pretty much practically saved all of Norwegian yeast from, mm-hmm. from going extinct and how people like stored it. There's these little square pieces of wood and they're wrapped around this, this circle. And that's how they kept their yeast. That's how they stored their yeast. I guess they just threw some, um, some pieces of wood that, you know, had the yeast buried inside living in there. And then they, and that's how they brewed with, with those. And that's how they stored it. So that, just put that piece kinda, of wood into the beer. And... Yeah. That, that's kind of like, what? Was, yeah. it a, was it a square piece of wood that had a bite taken out of it? No, or... it's, it's, just, <laughs> it's just porous. So, you know, the yeast goes in there and they, Sure. I mean, that's how we deliver all our yeast. It's in two by fours. Home Depot truck shows up. Yeah, yeah. Just get a little miter saw and just chop yeah. off however much yeast you want, yeah. and you're good to go. That's yeah. why Home Depot is so popular on Saturdays. <laughs> yeah. They're not really working on their bathroom. Beer. They're working on getting some beer. Yeah, it's <laughs> all those home brewers. Everything revolves around beer. Yeah. yeah. No, that's uh, that's actually something we're playing with right now. So we're going to be hopefully yeah, getting that cool. out there. Well. Hopefully, we've been trying there's, to. There's yeah. so the, there's so many strains in in uh, Norway because there's. You are talking about each, Norwegian yeast. You're yeah. not talking about the wood. Not the yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we could make it work, uh, that I would not so be maybe opposed. Maybe stable. More, you, yeah. you definitely yeah. have to do a starter. Maybe it stacks differently. You can like just put it in yeah. wood. You yeah. like that's how you transport it. Yeah. yeah. Just you can just build a fermenter it. out of that wood, <laughs> and you're good to go. Really have to keep it cold. Just got injected into the the grain, right? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. There. Yeah, cheaper. Yeah, I'm sure. There, there's <laughs> a slab of wood. It might be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's one of the things that, that's cool about this Norwegian yeast. There's so many different strains right now. There's like really only like three that are commercially available. Yeah. But there are just like a plethora. Like each farm had like their different strain that they used, mm-hmm. which I mean, some, you know, there's a lot of crossover probably being close together and wild yeast and it's the same kind of, you know, environment, but then you get these completely different yeasts com- making completely different beers. It's That can apparently it, ferment it's sort at of like 90 degrees say, in Norway. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's sort it of like, a, you know, saisons where like every farmer had the different, mm-hmm. his different beer. And it's right, like, right. And, yeah, which and you is get that bucolic. Just which, yeah, all and, all and, yeah, which which you can't really classify a saison by like taste or certain traits because there's they're so varied. Yeah, that's that's a lot of times when you run into you know somebody's like, okay, well, you know, what saison yeast do you have available? Yeah, or what farmhouse yeast do you have available? Right, and that's right. always kind of a loaded question. It's like, well, 
what are you looking for yeah, is the next what, question. Yeah. yeah, because there's there's so much variety of does it produce like a like horse flavors? Yeah. Does it produce horse phenols blanket. and Ooh, esters? We do and need that. We do need be uh, yeah. a dead horse flavor. Sure. Yeah, yes. for our IPA. Yes, a, our dead horse IPA. We need to get some of those horse flavors. A truck stop sort of. Sure. I think yeah. you just call it. Je ne sais quoi. But can we, we can get a yeast for that? <laughs> I I we'll figure yeah. something out. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll find a dead horse somewhere. <laughs> Extract the yeast from a dead horse. No way, Jose. Sure. That's what we're gonna use. <laughs> They're gonna store the. Has science gone too far? Oh They're store in the hooves you, of a horse. You never yeah. you never asked if you should. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Only if we could. <laughs> if we've learned anything, it's uh, life finds a way. Jurassic Park again. Yeah, right. yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, I, I thought hope, it was you, I hope you don't get tired of Jurassic Park quotes. No. I'm pretty sure not. nobody never, should get tired of Jurassic Park It's never a bad quotes. idea yeah. until it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should put that on a beer. Our dead horse It's never a bad idea until it is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you so, guys want to get into this uh, Pilsner or Cal? Yes. Sure, let's do it. I like Wait, that. hold on, just real quick. Uh, oh, no. We asked the question earlier. We started oh. the, We started it. Where are we at on this beer? Yeah, I know, but uh, Clint, oh, yeah. Clint interrupted oh, oh, sorry. I, I like it. It tastes like something that could be great. Mm. I mean, it's still good, but I just want a little bit more out of it. Uh, like I was talking about the Oscar Blues Burrito or the Big Bark Vienna Lager. The burrito itself, it's a lot like this, but it's got more biscuit flavor. Mm. And then From I, those pers- biscuit hops. Yeah, personally. He's a fan of the biscuit hops. Biscuit over malt. Here. Or biscuit malt, sorry. sorry. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan <laughs> oh, of that. Oh, they should make biscuit hops. I like my gravy hops better. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, gravy hops. Yeah. I mean, I like it, but I'd rather drink the burrito. Choose a fine so. Texas craft beer over <laughs> the, uh, the Negro <laughs> Modelo. Well, they, they, uh, brew, they yeah. brew here. Absolutely. All right, so... Then uh, the the big bark. The 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 Negro Modelo was better. Between the two, the German and the no, Mexican. No. Never mind. You didn't get it. I didn't. You you missed it. It's all right. I got you, you don't get references. Anyway, so I don't get references. No, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> Would you guys be mad at me if I told you this might be yes. one of my favorite beers? Oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> is this, yes. when you think of beer, this is man this what you... legacy. <laughs> <laughs> I smell, this is a beer that I think of. See, I think I, I see where Ross is going with it. Like, it could be like thicker, creamier. Yeah, yeah. Because it has just a little bit caramel notes. Yeah, that. definitely. That's what I like. Just a little bit more robust. And I'm the opposite. So usually when, like, Tony likes, he's not here. Rosé all day. But he usually likes thicker beers. I don't clap. I don't clap. Mm-hmm. That He's have caramel or chocolate. He is dead to us. Or over the Pacific. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Atlantic. so, Atlantic. Iceland is Iceland is over there. Not... Oh yeah, yeah. You and could then, get there uh, over the Pacific, but I wouldn't <laughs> recommend it. Greenland is covered in ice. Iceland is very nice. Mighty ducks too. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'll get quote where you got it from. So I think. I see where Ross is going because he would want something that's a little bit heavier. Um, that's usually where Tony I think goes. He's talking I'm more the flavor op- profile. He wants right. more flavor out of it. He wants the the sweeter notes or the front end sweeter notes. But would you I, argue because it's a little bit watery that it that water that tones down those yes those yes. notes that's, yeah that's what I'm I would saying. Yeah. I would yeah. I, I, I would I like it I would just like it to be a little more complex yeah until I go and I think that's mm-hmm. the adjunct talking right there you yeah. know when you put rice and corn into a beer love it or hate it, it makes it really light. Yeah, sure. Because, you know, barley has protein, barley has sugars that yeast can't eat, right. well, normal yeast can't eat. 
So, but not the rice and the corn don't really have that. They just have a lot of sugar. And so you end up with, with a very light bodied beer with the same amount of alcohol. So like, you know, the beers like Michelob Ultra or you know, all those like beers you see the billboards for, they're like one carb, you know, that's, that's generally because they're just throwing so much sugar at the wall that there's nothing left hmm. outside of just the sugar. I can see that. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause, cause that's what I liked. I liked it. It was very, um, hydrating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good word. So, actually. It's yeah. a really good word. So it, it has enough of that caramel flavor that it just, it makes it unique. And I really liked it. So yeah, I was, I thought it was really good. Is this, is this your favorite beer we've, you've ever had? Seriously? If there was a beer that tasted like, like beer, it would be this one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, Better than the Kolsch. Well, the circle Kolsch is pretty good. Mm. Uh, that's pack? that's no, getting up there. Pack. Yeah. Yeah. So we just need to get some corn in that Kolsch and it'll, it'll, it'll get really it right. Good. Yeah. yeah <laughs> get it right. What about you, Gabby? I actually really enjoy this beer. Yeah. Um, You're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> However wrong it may be. Yeah. But between oh, like between, rip it apart. <laughs> between both the beers that we've had, the wine stiffener and this one. The wine stiffener definitely is my favorite because I agree with Ross. This is lacking something, a little bit more bite. Yeah. But um, it's enjoyable. I could drink a few of them. Is And yeah. I think I think that's their intent. That's mm-hmm. exactly where they want you to be. You're like, oh, yeah, I could sit back and like drink it's, three or four of these easy. It's yeah. pleasing. It's heavier than their regular especial. It's like it's, it's still yeah. refreshing. It's just not complex enough for me. So I, I like it. Definitely drink three, well, no problem. We do bill ourselves Still a a, one. as a craft beer podcast, so yeah. I would hope this isn't complex. It's like, yeah. you know, enough complexity for you. The Vine Stefaner, that's that's still a really good beer. I like my German beers, though, too. Yeah. I feel like I felt the same way about that. I, I feel like I want a little bit more flavor out of yeah, it. I, I definitely would. more than what it has. Maybe a different malt node or something like that, right. just to bring something to the forefront well, of the beer. Again, it's mm-hmm. not complex, but I definitely prefer the Vine Stefaner over the Vine uh, Stefaner. I would have liked to put it in a glass. I would have think that would have refined guys, it a little bit more. Because yeah. usually, I've had this type of beers before, and they usually are really watery. That wasn't too watery, but I can see where you're saying. Like, it almost needs a little bit more kick. Right. And, and that's, you, guys, uh, you guys measured in chemistry. So I went on further. I I majored in German from Texas State. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you're able to actually pronounce this yeah. correctly yeah. as opposed to... I'm able to look at it and decipher. Pretty useless. My hand's the fodder. Yeah. Uh, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We had a whole lot of fun drinking some lagers with the Texas Yeast Lab. We had uh, Wiener Stopper. <laughs> uh, no. All right, he's got this. It's wine Steven. Wine Stefaner. Wheezy Steven. Wheezy. Vine <laughs> Stefaner. That is what go. I said. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, Negra Medello. Neg- or is it Medello Negra now? Uh, yeah, and so thanks to Dan and Gabby from the Texas Yeast Lab. Thanks for, for having us. Yeah, yeah, it was really fun. Got to learn a lot about yeast. So thanks for listening to part one. Be sure to listen to part two, where we make more obscure references and drink a little bit more. This has been Ross. Clint. Cutter. I'm still Joel. Daniel. And Gabby. And this is the podcast. This This is is the podcast. podcast. He likes Danny. Thanks for sticking around. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, and tune in. If you like what you heard, rate and review us on iTunes. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at 3 Bears In Podcast. And check out our website, 3 Beers In Podcast.com. 
three, the number three beers in podcast.com. You can find information about us in the show, along with the links to all of our episodes and our really cool merchandise. While you're on our site, you can tell us what you like, what you don't like. And if you don't like us, then why the hell are you still here? You should have turned us off long ago. But if you're just going to listen to us anyway, then you should probably subscribe too. And if you'd like a transcript of our podcast, write down everything that we just said. Is this a family-friendly podcast? No. Chat brings together a collective of West Coast beer bloggers sharing our opinions on events, issues, and well-crafted brews. We hope you will check out the podcast at PacificBeerChat.com and at Pacific Beer Chat on social media and podcast apps, including Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. The music is by Conundrum. Welcome to Swift Beer Chat. <laughs>